Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums. Today's episode, You're My Girl, Romantic Reflections by Jack Webb from 1958. Now you know what you've been doing is a serious crime. And you'll probably be doing some serious time. In case you might be worried about the friends you lose. At least they get to see you on the evening news. It's a new sensation. We go down to the station. You're going to answer some questions. And have some what is your full name? What were you doing on January 15th of this year? That's City of Crime, performed by Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks. The song was played over the end credits in their 1987 film Dragnet. Dragnet was based on the radio and television crime drama, also called Dragnet, that started all the way back in 1949. Dragnet followed the adventures of Los Angeles Police Department detective Joe Friday and his partners. It was created by, and starred, actor Jack Webb. It was Tuesday, March 25th. It was cold in Los Angeles. We were working the night watch out of homicide. Detectives in Los Angeles work in pairs. My partner's Ben Romero. He's a sergeant, so am I. My name's Friday. The boss is Ed Backstrand, chief of detectives. I was on the way back from the record bureau, and it was 13 minutes past 11 when I got to room 42. Homicide. Dragnet's original radio incarnation debuted on June 3rd, 1949. It had a rough start due to a limited budget, which allowed Webb to hire very few actors for the show. Radio actor Barton Yarbrough played Sergeant Ben Romero, the first of several partners for Friday. And during the show's first year, legendary actor Raymond Burr played the chief of detectives. Over time, Webb and the rest of the cast got more comfortable with their characters. Webb gave Friday a deadpan, straight-laced, fast-talking personality. But when the opportunity arose for Dragnet to move to television, Webb didn't want to play the role on camera. He wanted to cast actor Lloyd Nolan, best known for playing private investigator Michael Shane in the series of 1940s B-films. But Dragnet had become one of radio's top-rated shows, and audiences had grown accustomed to Webb's portrayal of Friday. So NBC insisted Webb play the role himself. And on December 14, 1951, Dragnet, the TV series premiered on NBC. Ladies and gentlemen, the story you are about to see is true. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. After just two episodes of the TV series, Friday's partner Romero died of a heart attack on the show following the real-life death of actor Barton Yarborough. After this, Sergeant Friday rode with several different partners, until finally settling on actor Ben Alexander as Detective Frank Smith. Most of the early episodes of the TV series were adapted from previous radio episodes, before eventually moving into original plotlines. Jack Webb believed Dragnet viewers wanted realism, and he showed amazing attention to detail. He had a huge respect for law enforcement, and he said he wanted to perform a service for the police by showing them as low-key working-class heroes. I got it. Homicide Friday. Who? How's that? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. 
No, no, I'm afraid not. Well, we sure. Certainly. Yes, we are. Yes, sir. Thanks anyway. Right. Goodbye. Well, that does it. Who was it? You know, that guy was in here the other day, that Al P. Morgan? Yeah, what'd he want? He wanted to buy us a drink. He's celebrating. Huh? His old friend Maud. He just found her. Dragnet's popularity would even bring it to the big screen as well. Warner Brothers released a feature-length film version, also called Dragnet, on September 4th, 1954. Now, you listen to me, cop. I pay your salary. All right, sit down. I'm going to earn it. You already have the kind of money you make. What do they pay you to carry that badge around? 40 cents an hour? You sit down. That badge pays $464 a month. That's what the job's worth. I knew that when I hired on. Sixty-seven forty comes out for withholding. I give twenty-seven eighty-four for pension and twelve bucks for widows and orphans. That leaves me three fifty-six seventy-six. That badge is worth a dollar eighty-two an hour. So, Mister, you just settle back in that chair because I'm going to blow about twenty bucks of it right now. Webb had actually gotten the idea for Dragnet after appearing as a police forensic scientist in the nineteen forty-eight film *He Walked by Night*. It was based on the real-life murder of a California highway patrolman by Irwin Walker. Find anything? Nothing but some smudges so far. Found this in the glove compartment. I think it's nitroglycerin. Doesn't look quite right. Well, check it down at the lab. Right. Huh. And Webb would continue his film acting even after Dragnet became a hit on radio. He appeared in the 1950 Billy Wilder black comedy film noir, Sunset Boulevard. Well, what do you know, Joe Gillis? Hi, Artie. Well, you've been keeping that gorgeous face of yours. In a deep freeze. I almost reported you to the Bureau of Missing Persons. Fans... You all know Joe Gillis, the well-known screenwriter, uranium smuggler, black dad, you suspect. <laughs> that same year, Webb also appeared in the film The Men, which was Marlon Brando's first film. And in 1955, Webb would star and direct a musical crime film titled Pete Kelly's Blues. You won't play, so Johnny will play. All right, put on that horn, Buster. Well, I'll just play one tune. You'll play it off your tonsils. Now be a good boy and give me the horn. Then we'll throw it in the pool. Maybe the fish will play. Give me the horn. Give it to me. Pete Kelly's Blues was actually based on a short-lived radio series Webb had starred in back in 1951. In real life, Webb was a huge fan of Dixieland jazz, and the series was an attempt to bring that music to a wider audience. Pete Kelly's Blues was set in Kansas City in the early 1920s, a time when that area was a hotbed of jazz, but also of organized crime and political corruption. Pete Kelly's Blues would also be adapted into a TV series in 1959, though it only lasted 13 episodes. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Because in 1958, Jack Webb would also release an album. You're My Girl, Romantic Reflections by Jack Webb, was released on Warner Brothers Records. Just the facts, ma'am. Before I get into the album, that line, Just the facts, ma'am, is a bit of a Mandela effect. That was Dan Aykroyd saying the line from the 80s Dragnet movie. And that line is so often thought of as a Joe Friday line, but Jack Webb never actually spoke that line. The phrase he actually said was, All we want are the facts, ma'am. Anyway, the album begins with You Are Too Beautiful, a pop standard written by Richard Rogers and Lorenz Hart for the 1933 film Hallelujah, I'm a Bum, originally sung by Al Jolson. You are too beautiful, my dear, to be true. And I am a fool for beauty. 
fooled by a feeling that because I had found you, I could have bound you too. You were too beautiful for one man alone. Up next is Nancy, parentheses, with the laughing face. Or as it's credited here, simply Nancy. Nancy was first recorded by Frank Sinatra in 1944. It was once thought that the song was written specifically for Sinatra, since both his wife and daughter were named Nancy. This is only somewhat true. Songwriters Jimmy Van Heusen and Phil Silvers had written the song for Johnny Burke's wife, Bessie. It was sung to Bessie at her birthday party, and it was such a hit, when they sang at young Nancy Sinatra's birthday party, they changed Bessie to Nancy, and Frank broke down and cried, thinking it was written specifically for her. They didn't tell him otherwise. If I don't see her each day, I miss her. Gee, what a thrill each time I kiss her. Believe me, I've got a case on Nancy with a laughing face. Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Sadness is in the house! Oh no! Hello! I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The album's back cover features liner notes by author Jim Bishop. It reads, The man threaded the tape in the big, dark-paneled room, and he sat at a coffee table listening. His face is dark and grooved, and his eyes hold a hint of old hurts. He digs music deeply, and it moves his moods and exalts his soul. Like most of us who can feel the notes sing through our skin, Jack Webb does not take music lightly. It can make him ache. It can make him grin. It can depress him. It can lift him. Jazz musicians like to watch Webb watching them because when they hit the high, lonesome notes of the blues, his eyes mirror their mood. He's a boy looking in a candy store window. When a man loves a mountain deeply enough, he must sooner or later climb it. In this album, Jack Webb climbs the musical peak. He cannot sing a lick. 
He could not run a riff on a balalaika, but he has a voice. It is deeply conversational and as intimate as a pair of big shoes or a pair of tiny ones under a bed. Jack Webb talks on this album. He talks it because he yearns to be a part of the world of music and he has nothing else to contribute. So to make You're My Girl as romantic as he feels, he selected only those numbers which have lyrical poetry in their lines. In the hustle of today, we're all inclined to miss little things that mean so much. A word, a smile, a kiss. When a woman loves a man, he's a hero in her eyes. That was a bit of trial little tenderness, which was the album's only single. And up next is Stranger in Town, written and recorded originally by Mel Torme for his 1961 album, My Kind of Music. Just arrived on the 710. Thought I'd see the old gang again. But you know how they come and go. I'm just a stranger in town. Everywhere. Everyone I see. Closing outside one is Do I Love You? which is once again a slightly shortened title. The real title is Do I Love You? Parentheses, Because You're Beautiful. It was written for Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella, their only musical written for television. The song was performed in the TV version by Julie Andrews and future Hill Street Blues star John Cipher. Do I love you because you're beautiful? Or are you beautiful because I love you? Am I making believe I see in you A girl too lovely to be really true? Side 2 begins with You'd Never Know the Old Place Now, which was also the B-side to the Try a Little Tenderness single. This song, like many on the album, features an insane amount of mouth sounds from Jack Webb between the lines. But have a good time. Don't worry, my dear. I'll get along. Some way. I miss you so much and wish you were here. How long do you think you'll stay? I listen. Up next is I Thought About Marie. Hmm. I wonder how Nancy feels about that. The song features a trombone solo from Murray McEachran, and he also plays some alto sax solos on the album. He's one of only two people other than Jack Webb who are credited on the album. McEachran not only played in the Benny Goodman Orchestra back in the 30s, but he later became a Hollywood studio musician, playing trombone solos heard in the film The Benny Goodman Story. And that's in addition to also playing in The Glenn Miller Story and Paris Blues. I had trouble finding sleep last night, so I thought about Marie. 
I grew tired of counting sheep last night. And I thought about Marie. There's no credited producer here. The only other credit listed on the album is music arranged and conducted by Billy May. May was a trumpet player in the big band era and later wrote arrangements for singers like Frank Sinatra, Ella Fitzgerald, Nat King Cole, Louis Prima, Bing Crosby, and the Andrews Sisters. He also composed music for TV and film, including The Mod Squad, Batman, and The Green Hornet. The liner notes for this album say that May led 17 strings, a harp, and some woodwinds to play a soft swing under Webb's talking. Love is funny or it's sad. Or it's quiet or it's mad. It's a good thing or it's bad. But beautiful. Beautiful to take a chance. And if you fall, you fall. When Sunny Gets Blue is a jazz standard written by Marvin Fisher and Jack Siegel. It was originally recorded by Johnny Mathis with Ray Conniff and his orchestra in 1957 as the B-side to Mathis's debut single, Wonderful, Wonderful. When Sunny gets blue, her eyes get gray and cloudy. Then the rain begins to fall. Pitter-patter, pitter-patter. Love is gone, so what can matter? No sweet lover man comes to call. The album closes with You're My Girl, written by Jewel Stein and Sammy Kahn, a songwriting team perhaps best known for the Christmas classic, Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow. You're my girl, the boys all know. You're my girl, I've told them so. should have seen how their faces fell when they were wishing me well. They called me a lucky guy. The album only ever saw a vinyl release. That was until the year 2000. In the year 2000. Rhino Records would release a CD compilation of You're My Girl, along with Jack Webb Presents Pete Kelly Let's His Hair Down a series of instrumental jazz tunes from Pete Kelly's Blues. These were all put together as a collection called Just the Tracks, Ma'am. You can currently stream that version on Spotify. Jack Webb wouldn't have too much involvement in music after this, but several Dragnet revivals would hit over the next several decades, most notably the 1987 Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks movie. And Dan Aykroyd is no stranger to releasing albums. In addition to his albums with the Blues Brothers, back in 2003, he would release an album alongside Jim Belushi titled Have Love, Will Travel. But that is for another time. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums, and I'm at Tony Thaxton. You can also like Bizarre Albums on Facebook and visit BizarreAlbums.com. And if you still want more Bizarre Albums in your life, sign up for weekly bonus episodes of Bizarre Singles and more at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And as always, if you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. 
I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at bizarrealbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums. <laughs>